We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, it doesn't happen often, so when it does, we notice. I'm talking about John Harbaugh actually criticizing his coordinator's play calling. Yeah, Sarah, I got to say, Harbaugh was awfully blunt when asked about Greg Roman's double reverse trick play that, of course, ended in a James Prochet interception Sunday against Denver. That wasn't all that Harbs had to say either. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, December 6th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. So the results of Lamar Jackson's MRI are in, and while things don't look too serious, Sarah, he is likely to miss time. Can Tyler Huntley keep Baltimore atop the AFC North in the meantime becomes the question. Plus, injury updates on Patrick Queen and Ronnie Stanley, and an important roster move concerning Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So one of the low points from Sunday's win over the Broncos was when offensive coordinator Greg Roman called a double reverse trick play where quarterback Tyler Huntley handed the ball off to wide receiver Devin Duvernay and then Duvernay pitched it to receiver James Prochet for a deep pass to the end zone. From there, we both know, Sarah, it was a disaster as Prochet lofted the ball up into essentially quadruple coverage for an early Christmas present interception. And Bobby, nobody on the Broncos defense was fooled at all, and that's sort of the purpose of a trick play. And Bobby, you and I had a pretty good debate about who was to blame for the pick, Greg Roman or James Prochet, in our episode right after the game, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, let's get to John Harbaugh's reaction to the play when he was asked about it in Monday's press conference. You know, everything broke down. Uh, it was just a bad play, I'd say. You know, if, if it's one we'd probably want back. It just wasn't a good time for it. Seemed like a good idea, I guess, at the time. In some ways, there's reasons for that. But hindsight, just not a good call in the sense of uh, it was a bad play. It was too much, trying too hard maybe to make something happen with a trick play. You know, and really that time of the game, it probably was time just to grind. I think it turned out to be a grind game. That was a finesse idea that just, uh, it's time wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't time for that, for sure. And then Harbaugh was asked a follow-up question about whether it's tough for a wide receiver who's not used to playing quarterback know what to do when a play is broken down. Yeah, it's a wide receiver. You know, it's you'd like for him to just run right there. And you ask James, I'm sure he said that last night. You know, and 
you know, throw in the four guys, but he's a wide receiver, so I'm not going to hold him too accountable for it. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll take that as a uh, coaching. We can do better with the play calling. We, you know, we tried to do something, and it was a bad idea in the sense that really had no chance. So I 1,000% agree with Harbaugh here on three different points. Number one, Roman was trying too hard to make something happen. Tyler Huntley and the offense was moving the ball on this drive. Up to that point, if you'll remember, they traveled about 50 yards on 11 plays. It was a slow grind, but they were converting first downs. In fact, they converted four first downs. There was no need for the play in the moment. Number two, the second point I agree with on Harbaugh is that the play had no chance of succeeding. Nothing went right. It was just a bad play. And that brings me to the third point that I agree on with Harbaugh, and that's that you can't put too you can't put too much blame on Prochet here. He does deserve some, but not too much, because as a coordinator, it's just not right to expect your players, especially a wide receiver playing quarterback, to bail you out of a bad play design. Nobody was fooled, as I said. The designed routes were too close to one another. He put Prochet and the entire offense in a bad position. Now, it would have been nice for Prochet to just airmail it once he saw that everything fell apart. Yeah, that would have been great. But it was unfair. But that was an unfair position to put him in in the first place. And Bobby, Sunday night, you defended Roman and essentially took him off the hook and put the blame on Prochet. Just to follow up, where are you at now with it? Well, look here, partner. I know I'm on a bit of an island right now, especially with Harbs now being on record with those critical comments that we just played, right? So allow me to walk myself back a little bit here and acknowledge that Prochet was certainly not set up for success with that play design. And I certainly agree with the points you made above regarding the spacing and alignment issues with the play itself. Now, with that said, one thing I will stand by is this. At that point in the game, yes, Baltimore was driving, but nothing, and I mean nothing, was going right offensively. And there was virtually no ground game. So why not try to jumpstart your unit with a little flair? Aside from Deshaun Jackson's 62-yard reception, the Ravens have lacked explosiveness in recent weeks. And as long as Tyler Huntley's under center with Lamar nursing that knee, I wonder if that continues given the importance of simplifying things for your backup QB. But moral of the story here. We are now on the same page 24 hours later, all right? The, the, The trolls, you hear me? All right, we're on the same page. I wish that play would have stayed buried in G. Rose vault. All right, glad glad to hear we're on the same page now. But Bobby, looking at this in the bigger picture, it really is rare for Harbs to criticize a play call. Now, I don't want to read too much into this. I don't want to put more in there than there really is because maybe it was just such a bad play call that all Harbaugh could do was blame coaching for it. But let me just put this out there. The last time Harbaugh called out play calling was last year after a week 13 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you recall, he questioned defensive coordinator Wink Martindale's aggressive cover zero blitz schemes by saying, quote, you go to the well too many times and they get you, close quote. And as we know, at the end of last season, Wink and the Ravens parted ways. And with a fan base that's already been fed up with Greg Roman's play calling, Combined with Stanford's interest in hiring Roman for their head coaching vacancy, it certainly leaves the door cracked, maybe more than cracked, for another potential parting of ways, whether that's midseason or after the season. Still to come here on The Vault, a health update on Lamar and what it might mean for Tyler Huntley. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Bobby, as we know, John Harbaugh provided an update on Lamar Jackson, who was knocked out of the Broncos game with a knee injury. So what's the latest? Yeah, Sarah, for starters, it sure looks like the Ravens are going to be riding with Snoop, at least in the short term, while Lamar gets himself right. Here's Harbs from Monday. He's been through the MRIs, and uh, I would say it's kind of week to week. You know, it's going to be a weekly thing. So as the week goes on, we'll see for this week. It's probably less likely for this week, but it's not impossible. After that, it'll become more and more likely. So all things considered, Sarah, given how gingerly Lamar was seen walking off the field on Sunday, things could be much, much worse. And for what it's worth, in one of his Monday reports, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport mentioned he wouldn't be surprised if it's just one game that Lamar ends up missing all in all. And the team also went ahead and signed Brett Hundley to the practice squad on Monday for depth purposes. Now, as we all know, Hundley spent last season in Indianapolis and then this past summer at Ravens training camp before being waived in August. So, Bobby, we aren't likely to see emergency QB Mark Andrews in there anytime soon, but let's go back to Snoop here. He was asked to do a lot for this team with Lamar down at the end of the 2021 season. And because of the way he handled himself in those moments, along with his poise, there seems to be a locker room belief in Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I mean, our players have a lot of confidence in him, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm sure a team like the Steelers is going to be looking to, if he's out there, you know, and, and he's probably going to take most of the reps this week. You know, they'll be preparing for both guys, I would think. But, you know, both guys play a similar game. You know, we run the same basic offense with both players, so it's not really going to change anything in terms of preparation, I don't think. But, you know, he's just a, he's a player that's got a lot of dynamics to his game, and he, uh, he can throw, he can run, he operates really well, and uh, not as experienced, obviously, but uh, he's, he is experienced. He's been out there. Last year he was out there for five, six, seven games, right, this year now. So um, that's, if that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. We'll be excited to play, and our guys will be fired up. Yeah, I'd be fired up, too, to play for a guy who executed a 16-play, 91-yard game-winning drive while up against what most statistical categories refer to as a bona fide top-five defense league-wide in the NFL. And that poise we speak of, Sarah, Mark Andrews was asked about it. Calm, cool, uh, confident, you know, acting like he's been there before, which he has. So um, just, you know, so much love and respect for, for his game and what he's able to do. You know, that's, you know, that was a, that was a good Broncos key, team, good Broncos defense. And the way he's slinging the ball is crazy. Um, and when he's able to get out of the pocket, you know, it's big time plays. So um, obviously he's been able to learn a ton from Lamar, but his game is just, it's very polished. Yeah, Mark's right. Snoop has been here before. And while his 1-3 and three record as a starter from a year ago doesn't jump off the screen at you, he has clearly been developing 
within Baltimore system. And he'll certainly lean on that growth for as long as the Ravens need him serving as QB1. You know, Sarah, I'll leave you with this here in topic two. I was watching Monday Night Countdown and the great Steve Young made a comment about the QB controversy going on up in New York right now with Mike White and Zach Wilson. He basically said the truth always lies in the locker room, specifically referring to how Jets players seem to have responded to Mike in recent weeks, more so than they have playing for Zach, who was recently benched. And while there's nothing close to a QB controversy in Baltimore, let me make that clear, it did make me think of how the Ravens' locker room has responded to Tyler Huntley, not just within the last couple days, but dating back to last season. It seems as if there's a genuine belief in Snoop based on body language, media sessions that we've played for you already, and the way in which the offense functioned, most importantly, during that game-winning drive. I'm not saying in any way that he's Lamar Jackson. Don't get me wrong. But what I am saying is that he's more than capable of holding down the fort in the short term, and I'm damn sure this team plans on competing with Snoop under center. Okay, Sarah, in addition to the update from Lamar Jackson's MRI, John Harbaugh had other injury updates for us, beginning with Patrick Queen. Right. The last image we had of Queen was him screaming in pain and then being carted off the field. But the Ravens got good news on him. Patrick had a, um, a bruise, a thigh bruise. So that's really good news. I think we came out of that one really happy about that. You know, I... He was, I was out there, you know, and he was basically saying, you know, don't bring that cart out. You know, you know he was hurting. Those, those, those bruises can really hurt if you've ever, you know, some of us will bang a, you know, bang something on a table and we can't take it, you know. That play was like a car wreck right there. There was four guys that came together there, you know, smashed into each other, I think it was, so. Um, but he's going to be okay. Meanwhile, Harbaugh said he is, quote, hopeful for Ronnie Stanley to play this week against the Steelers. Now, remember, Stanley practiced on a limited basis all last week. So if he's a full participant Wednesday, then I'd say there's a good chance of his return Sunday against the Steelers. On a different note, Sarah, the Ravens made several roster moves on Monday, with the most notable being that wide receiver Deshaun Jackson was finally signed to the 53-man roster after being on the practice squad ever since he was signed. Yeah, and the Ravens had already run out of its three practice squad elevations on Jackson. He injured his hamstring in that first game, but he's been a pretty nice contributor since. Of course, the biggest is the one that we remember, the 62-yard catch that led to what would have been a game-winning drive against the Jags had the defense held the lead. Uh, but Jackson has a total of five catches for 100 yards in three games with the Ravens, and they waived wide receiver Benjamin Victor to open up that spot for Deshaun. But I'm guessing Victor will be back in some capacity shortly. And also, as you mentioned, the Ravens did officially sign Brett Hundley to the practice squad for more quarterback depth, and they cut outside linebacker Devin Kennard to make room for him. Here's Harbs on the Ravens' quarterback depth. It is good, yeah, experience with the offense. Uh, plus, we've got Anthony Brown, you know, so he's been with us all the time. So very comfortable with our, our backup situation uh, in terms of, you know, depth behind Lamar and Tyler. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this schedule update from the NFL regarding Baltimore's Week 15 matchup at the Cleveland Browns. 
That game will kick off at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, December 17th. at Saturday, not Sunday. And it can be seen on NFL Network or locally via WBAL. Elsewhere, the Carolina Panthers released QB Baker Mayfield on Monday, just five months after trading for him. The move came at Mayfield's request, and he'll now hit the waiver wire. Let's see if he ends up in San Francisco. In other news, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh wanted nothing to do with the Odell Beckham Jr. question. Of course, OBJ remains a free agent wide receiver who most recently visited with the Dallas Cowboys on Monday. No, I haven't really thought too much about it. I really haven't. And finally, newest Raven Roquan Smith walked away from Sunday's win over Denver as the team's highest-graded PFF player with a score of 92.5. Smith finished with a team-high 11 tackles, six of which were solo, along with two tackles for loss. Thanks for listening to The Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today. But be sure to check out our instant reaction to Ravens Broncos if you haven't already done so. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.